you're listening to the Knowing Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Linnell Peters, and it's an honor to walk alongside you in motherhood, whether the journey is just beginning or you're right in the thick of it. I believe that your worth as a mother is not based on your performance and that your greatest strength is the love that you have for your children, whether they're in your arms or only in your heart. My prayer is that this little corner of the podcast world will leave you feeling more equipped, more hopeful, and less alone than when you arrived. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. I've been really looking forward to sharing this episode with you today. I have my very sweet friend Natalie Young joining me to share her motherhood story. Um, It includes the heartbreaking 23-week loss of her baby girl Paisley. You'll be encouraged by her incredible dependence on God's strength during this time and how she allowed others to walk with her through the pain of losing her daughter. Natalie is also a mama to three adorable boys, two of which are twins, and she has a new little babe on the way as well. Aside from homeschooling her boys, Natalie is a photographer, a blogger, and has an online platform where she shares about family life, their inspiring minimalist lifestyle, and she supports other mothers who homeschool. I know you'll be so encouraged by Natalie's gentle spirit and her thoughtful way of communicating. She shares some great resources and her faith is truly inspiring. Here's our conversation. Hey, Natalie. Hi, Linnell. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me, girl. Yeah, it's so good to be able to talk with you. I've been so excited about this conversation. Oh, well, I'm completely honored that you have asked me to join you. Well, it was so, it was, yeah, I just can't believe it's happening. It's, I think it was back in June, the beginning of June, mm-hmm. um, that I heard you on the Joyful Morning podcast um, mm. randomly, and I didn't know you were going to be on there, and I was so excited, and um, I remember going, okay, I got to like get in touch with this girl because I had written you down on my list of potential guests when I was planning already last year. Did I tell you that? I don't think you told me before that. No. No, but I did. I had. You did tell me afterwards. Yes. When we were chatting, you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Completely honored. Mm -hmm. So then when I heard you on, on that podcast, I was I was like, okay, I, I need to get in touch with her Aww. and get in. So I, yeah, so I messaged you later that day and yep. you were so encouraging when I shared a little bit of what I'd been going through and, and just my heart behind the podcast and you've been so, mm. so supportive. So thank you for Aww. that. I'm so excited for you to launch this thing. Uh-huh. Me too. <clears throat> Me too. Aww. Okay. So why don't we um, just start, you've got. Um, you've got a hard story, but it's also really beautiful. Uh, God has just done Mm -hmm. some really beautiful things in your family, um, Mm -hmm. through, um, the loss of your little Paisley. So can you just share a tiny bit about, um, who you are and your family and then, um, yeah, your story of motherhood. Absolutely. So, okay, so I am a wife to my husband of 10 years, actually, in two weeks. We'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary. Kind of crazy. I don't know where the last 10 years have gone. Yeah. Um, it flies, especially after the kids come. It's kind of like, whoa. I know, I know. I, um, I am a stay-at-home mom of three boys. We have Skylar and Bryson, who are going to be six in September, and then... Also, our little Everest, who is um, a year and a half now, and we, our newest news is we have another one on the way. <laughs> so that's really exciting. Um, then I guess we'll get into this a bit later, but we also have um, two heaven babies. I had a miscarriage early on um, a few years after the twins were born, and then our stillborn daughter, Paisley, who I gave birth to at 23 weeks along prior to my pregnancy with Everest. Um, yeah, and so I, uh, I homeschool the older two. Um, so that's always an adventure, trying to keep Everest out of trouble. Everest is our little adventurous one, and he is um, into everything lately. So he keeps me on my toes. Um, but I also run 
several businesses from home. I'm a wedding and lifestyle photographer, and I do a little bit of blogging, social media influencing, um, and then my husband and I are also very involved with our church as well. Um, we've recently taken on some new positions as campus directors for a new university campus that our church has launched. So things are a little crazy at the moment, juggling a lot of different balls, but um, it's, it's a very busy and full and fun season for sure. Yeah, you have the sweetest family. I just love, I love seeing your pictures um, and your posts of your your boys and oh they're so sweet yeah Everett is so cute and he does look like he's getting into things these days yeah he's yeah he's quite the character yeah it's a busy stage for sure Mm -hmm. so do you want to share a little bit about your sweet paisley yeah so okay so paisley was our our daughter that we lost at almost 23 weeks along um prior to our youngest son, Everest, who is now um, a year and a half, as I mentioned. And um, I I also mentioned that I had had a previous miscarriage before Paisley. So I felt... How far along were you? um, I was around seven and a half weeks along. So it was very early. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But after that loss, I felt like it really took me a long time to feel ready to be pregnant again. Mm. Um, I just remember feeling so nervous about um, going into pregnancy again. And it just felt, I don't know, it just, it for some reason that time around, it took me a long time to, to just get used to the idea of being, I thought maybe we were done and they wouldn't want to do pregnancy again. But um, I think it was around, yeah, a year and a half later, both my husband and I felt on our hearts to start trying again. Um, so that's when we got pregnant with Paisley. And um, as far as we knew, it was a very healthy pregnancy. Um, there were no issues at all with all of my ultrasounds along the way. Everything looked great. She was developing perfectly. Um, we, I remember doing a... 3D ultrasound um, before our our uh, anatomy scan because we were just so excited to find out what the gender was. And so I think we found out around 17, 18 weeks that we were expecting a little girl. Um, so that was exciting. And then, yeah, it was around the 23-week 23, 23 mark that I was actually coincidentally scheduled to have um, an ultrasound that day. And I had been in for my anatomy scan about a week and a half prior. And everything, again, looked good at that ultrasound. Nothing was wrong. Her heartbeat was strong. And they had um, just the way that she was positioned that day, they had missed just a couple measurements. So they had called me or they had told me at that appointment that I would need to come back in um, just to see if she was in a better position to catch those measurements that they had missed. So, um, so that was the day I had my ultrasound scheduled for. I woke up that morning just feeling a little off. I felt like, so I was lying in bed and she, she had been very um, active in my belly, probably from around, I think around 16, seven weeks onward, I was able to feel her like daily. She was very active and I could feel her moving when I put my hand on my belly. And most mornings I would just lay there because the twins always come into our bed in the mornings to snuggle. And um, I would put my hand on my belly and she would be, she would, be active in the mornings um, before I got up to do breakfast and such and that morning I remember putting my hand on my belly and not being able to feel her and I mentioned it to my husband um, as we were at the breakfast table that I hadn't felt her that morning and he just suggested that oh maybe she's sleeping or just in a position that I wasn't able to feel her as much and not to worry he just tried to convince me that everything's probably okay and that I'd be going for an ultrasound later that day so they could double check anyway 
So we kind of just went about our day that day. Um, I was running a, a, a mom group at my church um, on Wednesday mornings. So I took the boys, we hustled over there, um, kind of just forgot about um, my, like, what I was feeling that morning and just kind of went about my day and then came back and again just continued to to go about our normal daily routine made the twins lunch um and then after I put them down for their nap I sat down once again and was kind of like it just the thought came back to me oh I I still haven't felt her move um much this day and at that point I started to get a lot more worried I felt like fear just kind of overtook me and I started to panic a little bit. I went and grabbed a glass of juice, um, tried to just lay down in different positions and push on my belly a little bit just to wake her up if she was sleeping um, and still nothing. So going into that ultrasound that afternoon um, was really worrying for me. I I went from being excited to see our babe again on the screen to to being very fearful of what may be because I just felt like in my mom gut deep down that something was really wrong. And sure enough, when we went in for our um, for our ultrasound, thankfully my husband met me there, and. Um, I went in and he stayed out with the twins and it ended up being the hardest day of my life thus far. Um, just lying there on the ultrasound table, I mentioned to the tech that I hadn't felt her move much that day and or at all and I was a little concerned and um, I just remember so clearly her moving the probe around. Um, and I just kind of held my breath praying for something and she just kept moving it around and around and around and then said she would be right back and she went to get another tech and he came in and I just all, all feels like a nightmare in my head that came true you know and um, they both looked at the screen for a bit and then I, like at that point I knew like I knew I knew that yeah. something had happened and that everything was not okay mm-hmm. um, but I guess protocol like they're not allowed to release information to you so yeah. they had to get my midwife on the phone um, to share the news with me that Paisley had passed yeah that's a hard one Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've been there too. I know, girl. I know. Yeah, yeah. So you had Ron with you. Did you guys respond in the same way, or was it mm. a different response from each of you? I. Uh, he was my support during those, um, those day, those first days after finding out. I just, I want to, like, I was, I was bawling. I remember, like. Like, I took the phone call from a room where I could see him in the waiting room, and I remember just, I was talking on the phone to my midwife and just shaking my head to him and just tears streaming down my face, Mm. and he said he knew right away Mm. um, what was wrong. Um, He was my rock. He came in, and he was obviously emotional as well, but... um, yeah, he definitely was, um, I was, I was, I don't know what I would have done if he wasn't there because to have the two kids with me, um, without that support would have been really hard. Yeah. It was, it was definitely hard to have them when we found out the news, but, um, my, we went straight to the hospital as soon as we, um, after I, my midwife confirmed to us over the phone, we went straight to the hospital, mm-hmm. um, to emerge and then um, my best friend Britt actually met us there and took the twins back with her. So that was that was good. Mm-hmm. 
So you get to the hospital and did you feel supported like when you got there? You know, were people were people kind and supportive or did you feel like you were just, you know, mm-hmm. being did your midwife come and meet with you there? No, absolutely. People were so supportive. Like I couldn't have asked for a more supportive um team of doctors and nurses that cared for us for my midwife that yes came and met us there at the hospital um they didn't go anywhere they stayed with us until we didn't need them any longer um they put us in this amazing room where we were kind of like we had our own private room it was off to the side of the the birth birthing ward and the nurses that we had one nurse in particular, I still talk with her. We've exchanged oh, information. Um, she actually just had a baby recently too. Um, I owe so much love for her. Like she was just, oh, she was unbelievable during that um, time. And um, yeah, I honestly couldn't have asked for better support as far as medical staff goes. It was amazing. We, we didn't really discuss this t- um, beforehand, but um, if you want to share a little bit about um, Paisley's birth, um, you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a little bit about, um, yeah, those first um, few moments um, when she was, yeah after you delivered her. Absolutely. Um, so I guess like what we weren't prepared for was the decisions that we'd have to make going forward um I mean it's not even a thought in your mind that something like this will happen to you you know and I hadn't really known anyone close to me other than my mom strangely enough who um had also experienced a stillbirth close to around the same time I did um but there there was never anything genetic found so it's so strange that it had also happened to her Mm um but other than that I didn't know anyone close to me who had experienced anything like this. So it wasn't even a thought in my mind. I just thought, well, if you get past first trimester, which is when we had our last miscarriage, then you're pretty much home free, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how a lot of people think, but... um, That's what a lot of pregnancy books, right? We just, the information we're given kind of makes us feel like you're in the safety zone entirely once you pass that 13, 14 week mark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not to say that you're to fear or or I don't want to, you know, put any of those thoughts into mm-hmm. into mother's heads, but at the same time, you feel like you're so alone when you're going mm-hmm. through something like that because mm-hmm. yeah, you've just never heard of it or known anyone. So yeah. wow. So yeah, like going back to that day, um the questions that we had to face going forward to to consider how um like the decision that we were going to have to make to um, whether to to birth her, just to let it happen naturally to my body and just go home and wait it out and just let my body go into labor naturally um, or whether to be induced or another procedure that they had explained to us, which wasn't an option in our minds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I, I decided that I wanted to be induced because... I just didn't want to go home and and wait things out. That just wasn't something I wanted to do. Um, so we decided to go ahead with induction. And um, we went home. They actually sent us home until they had a room available. So we weren't sure if we were going to get called within the hour. Maybe it would be like later that night. It could even be the next day. So we kind of just had to go home and wait for a phone call. Um, but fortunately, they ended up calling us um, a few hours after we had headed home. So we were able to just go home and grab our stuff and head back to the hospital. And um, they started the, the induction procedure um, fairly shortly after we got back and settled into our room. And just like any induction, um, I've been induced for all of my pregnancies. Um, it went like the full, like you kind of go through all the processes with the the um, 
oxytocin and such being, I mean, there's different things that they, different ways that they can do it, but um, it takes a while, you know, for your body to recognize mm-hmm. that it's a neighbor. So um, I think we started the process that evening around 11 and I, I birthed her at around six the next day. So it was a long process of waiting. Natalie, I did not know that that was the timeline, but that's almost exactly the timeline for me with River. No way. Yes. Wow. I stayed up all night long. Oh, girl. And that night was so hard. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Did you have moments of peace? Did you feel the presence of God with you during that night? Or where was your head? Where was your heart kind of at? Absolutely. Yeah. Ron stayed with me in the hospital. So <sighs> that was great that we just had each other and... Um, I remember just like you just it's just crazy how everything changes in just a matter of an afternoon you think you're Mm -hmm. pregnant with this healthy baby you're so excited to birth you know this baby girl that's was due to be born in four more months and then all of a sudden she's gone and Mm -hmm. you know you didn't even have time to prepare process it yeah um so yeah we were just so overwhelmed with just just overwhelmed with what do we even do from here like just trying to process it all but I remember lying um in bed trying to get some rest um and just sobbing in my bed and hearing my and hearing my husband sob beside me too just I remember just holding hands and we put on some worship music and that was honestly so soothing to our souls just to hear truths of God's word and, and lyrics of the worship songs just playing to our hearts mm-hmm. um, and just sobbing through that and just really trying to let it speak to our souls during that time. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for for God's presence in the middle of these things. I know for me, it was journaling that was really meaningful. Um, And I didn't have Colin there with me, but I I had, well, I know, because I was trying to be so tough. I mean, this is one of the things (laughs) that I've been learning so much in the last year, just how much I tried to do things independently just to kind of almost suffer alone and that was such a mistake I I really regret not having him stay with me but I was trying to take care of everyone at the same time yeah and I was thinking oh you have a family at home it's yes yeah I was like oh I want him to be with the kids to comfort them and I want him to be well slept I get that yeah Mm. yeah anyways but you know what even though I was on my own I I had an, an incredible piece and it's that piece that we know cannot be explained in any other way but as being from you know our father in heaven and I just mm-hmm. sat there and I wrote out um journaled and wrote out some verses and it really it was soothing it was soothing <clears throat> it was long it was painful and yeah I cried too and but it was just it was something that I won't ever forget or no. those early morning hours of just, I don't know, just allowing just waiting, myself to be still and, yeah. and yeah. feel all the emotion and, just, and feel it all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We actually had our, um, our pastor and his wife come and see us too the next morning. That's so good. And, um, that was really special. They, and just to have them pray with us, just sit with us and, um, just speak words of encouragement to us. Um, yeah, that was really, really helpful. Did losing Paisley um, cause you to question God's goodness in any way? Did you, did you, mm. did you ever have a moment of really um, asking him some of those hard questions that I think mm-hmm. many mothers do in the middle of a storm like that? Or did you find yourself just automatically leaning into him in your grief? That's a great question. Um, Honestly, no. And I'm not just saying that. I remember at one point weeping in the hospital with Ron and asking God why over and over again. 
and you know just feeling so overcome with grief but I feel like I never questioned his goodness um I feel like it was during this season that I just really clung to everything that I knew the Lord to be and honestly Lionel he was so faithful to us over and over again and Ron and I both experienced the Lord move in our own lives and our family and our relationship more than ever before in the weeks and months following. And yeah, I just feel like when you're going through a tough time like that in a difficult season, it's definitely easy to question, as you said, God's goodness. But when you choose to cling to it and then you see how faithful he is and cling to sorry cling to him and see how faithful he is to come through um I think that's just where you know amazing things can happen yeah and that was so apparent I remember having such a strong strong sense of your reliance on God and your um leaning into him and trusting him and that's such a testimony Mm. to his goodness you know it really really is Mm. in what ways did your friends and family hold you up during those first few weeks I know you guys also had incredible support in that area of your life so can you share just a few ways that that they uh, they um, walked alongside you in your grief yeah, for sure, girl. Um, yeah, honestly, the support of our our family and our friends was everything during that time. And, you know, I truly believe that God created us to be in community with each other for a reason. I don't think that he ever wanted us to walk through these difficult seasons alone. Um, both of our families live quite a distance away. And um, they were both very supportive to us coming back and forth whenever we needed them. Um, So that was wonderful to have their support. Um, And just looking after the twins during those days we were in the hospital and just um, in the days after too, whenever we needed them. Um, But we've definitely invested our lives in the city that we live in here into our church family. And... It was them who really carried us through that devastating season. Um, They just really surrounded us in prayer, with gifts, taking the boys if we needed some time. Um, They they set up a meal train for us that first week. Um, I feel feel like meals are kind of a go-to for people wanting to bless other people who are going through loss and that sort of thing but honestly oh they sure meals do. mean yeah. everything when you're going through something like that and it blessed us immensely to not have to think about food mm-hmm. for that week so that was very awesome and um, made us feel so supported and loved um I remember the the women from my bible study group at church um doing some really special things for us they had The girls had um, printed, one of the girls had printed off a whole bunch of scripture verses and um, encouraging quotes on pieces of cardstock. And they had all written personal messages on the back of the cards. And so I probably got about 30 or 40 cards and I put them up all over my, my house during those weeks after. And that was just, it just meant everything to me. I still have a bunch of them up on my bulletin board in the living room. Um, just to remind me of, of God's goodness mm-hmm. and that season. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, what an incredible support to have um, people who are um, kind of thinking outside the box, you know, and how to support like that. I love that so much. But yeah, like you say, absolutely. the meals are huge. They are such, yeah, it may oh be gosh, a, yeah. the go-to for sure, but it is such a yeah, I think sometimes pe- people think like, oh, everyone's going to bring them a meal. But 
Honestly, yes. bring on the meals. Oh. Like, they, especially when you have a family and you just have no energy yeah. at all when you're just feeling so down in the dumps to like it is think a about huge what to cook for supper to make meals. So. It is, yeah. So no, it it's is. definitely a, mm-hmm. a lifesaver during that time. Um, did you were there any resources yeah. at all that helped you um, during that time? I was actually going to ask you this at the end, but I'll ask you now since I already started. Um, yeah, just any books or blogs yeah, or okay. um, anything like that that yeah. just um, I don't know just was helpful, encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one book in particular that was a game changer for me and for us as a couple. Um, that I always recommend to moms that I know who are going through, actually anyone who's going through any sort of loss in any capacity. Um, it's called Through the Eyes of a Lion by Levi oh, Lusko. yes, I have. Yeah. Have you heard of that book? I've heard him and his wife, I think, in a podcast okay. interview. They lost their little girl, uh, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They lost their, um, their four-year-old mm. daughter, Lenya. And... They just, they write with such a hope in life and sharing their story in the book and how they got through that horrific time in their lives. And it was honestly just such a pivotal book for both Ron and I. We um, read and listened to some of the chapters um, when we were driving um, in the car and on Audible. Um, but I remember re- staying up late and reading some of the chapters in bed at night and just like relating so much and just bawling over the things that he was saying and just feeling like he was speaking so much truth to our souls so I yeah, highly I'll make sure to um, link to that to, in show notes mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um, another book that I really enjoyed is called um, Grieving the Child I Never Knew by Kathy Wunnenberg okay yeah I don't think I've heard of that one and it's kind of like a it's a, a devotional it's a I think it's a 30-day oh, nice. devotional and yeah and it just has a little blurb um each day with some the scripture verse or two at the bottom and i just found again just having been written by a mom who had experienced um loss as well just was so relatable and i just felt like her devotions really Mm. spoke to my heart um yeah so those are two books and then um yeah, I guess I just would like to mention Ashley Prophet's podcast, mm-hmm. a joyful morning podcast and um, her Instagram page as well. Um, just so much encouragement and up- uplifting messages over there. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much um, it for resources. That mm-hmm. I would recommend. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, the joyful morning mm-hmm. is an incredible resource for moms walking through loss. Mm-hmm. So many people experience the two to three week uh, left behind feeling um, and it's it's a rough experience and then that happens, you know, kind of after um, a, a lot of the love and support starts to die, starts to die down a little bit, right? People have been bringing emails, they've been mm-hmm. sending, you know, the emails and calling and being present and then all of a sudden um, that fades out a little bit and it feels like everyone else is just carrying on with their life but you're still grieving and you're still feeling Mm. like what just happened Mm -hmm. did you I know I have gone through this um Mm -hmm. and I know many other women who have as well did you walk through this that kind of experience as well yeah definitely I think that's it's a very natural Mm -hmm. human feeling I mean the support in the beginning is so incredible and people just want to surround you and love on you and just be there for you. And, and honestly, it was amazing, but at times it was almost a little overwhelming Mm. and exhausting, you know, and you go from being carried through those first weeks by everyone around you. And then slowly everyone goes back to their own lives and the world keeps turning and you're still left with that, as you said, just like that empty void yeah. from the loss, right? And, oh gosh, I remember, so for us, it was mid-March when we lost Paisley. And I remember even the weather during that week was, those few days after we lost her, it was pretty dark and rainy. 
and gloomy and I felt like it was almost comforting to me because I felt like the world was just grieving with us you know yeah and as soon it sounds might sound strange but as soon as it started to get I remember like two or three days later the sun came out and it was a beautiful day but I just Mm. didn't feel ready for it yet I was like I just want to hide under my blanket like I don't want to see the sun today um so the same sort of thing I don't know I just yeah it's so true when you say that that yeah people do go back to their their normal lives and you're still left there with that that loss that empty feeling um but okay honestly this is where I feel like our hope and faith in Jesus was our rock. And mm-hmm. you can probably relate to that, Linnell. Because um, people can only carry you through for so long. And and they do go back to their normal lives. But if you have Jesus in your life, it's him who you have to rely yeah, on for strength right. going forward. And it's him who fills that empty void and won't leave us or forsake us in the most lonely moments when everyone else around you mm-hmm. is gone. So I honestly, like, I think about that so often. Like, I don't know what I'd do without him in my life, for real. Like, I think I would have gone into a severe depression during that time if I didn't have my relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I know. You just want to share it with everyone, right? It's just, it just makes, Mm -hmm. he makes all the difference and in these experiences. And I know, I, I, I know for us too, just the joy that we've been able to experience even, um, you know, in the last year and a half of, um, last year when I, I walked through a severe perinatal mood disorder and I, I came out of nowhere. It threw right. um, Colin and I for a total loop. It was one of the scariest things ever. And somehow, um, I look back at all of my posts on Instagram because I was working with brands and doing influencer work a little bit at that time. I look back at all my posts and mm-hmm. every single smile and picture is real has like real joy and I sometimes it feels so conflicting for me because I'm like how did I how could I have even been smiling and laughing during that time because it was Mm. so heavy Mm -hmm. um and and I just I it's the same thing Natalie it's like only God can give that peace only God can keep us from stumbling and falling flat on our faces and not knowing how to get up. Like he gives yeah. us strength that is supernatural. It really, really is. Absolutely. Oh man. And yeah. uh, it is. It's unexplainable. It really is. And yeah, so thankful. Yeah. Um, and that actually, so mm-hmm. just talking about social media there, um, let's chat a little bit about um, how the Lord used your online community um, to provide a, a place for you to share and comfort and support Um, And then, yeah, and then we can chat a little bit about how we actually connected. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, so like I mentioned earlier, I do do um, a bit of blogging and influencing as well. So um, I have a bit of a a platform on Instagram. And um, I have all along tried to be like right from the start of when I started to blog and share personally on Instagram, tried my very best always to be genuine and, you know, authentic and sharing um, little bits and pieces of my life. And so I was very open about our loss and, and tried to share my heart the best way that I could as we walked through that season. Um, And it was, it was very therapeutic for me as well to share my story, um, to blog about Paisley's birth. Um, I just felt like, you know, all we had left of her were the memories that we had in that hospital room with her and no one would ever know her. Like we knew her just for those few hours and I just wanted to share it with the world. So it was therapeutic to be able to share everything that I have had left of her with others and the response that I got in sharing was more than I ever expected um everyone was so supportive and encouraging and 
Um, I actually had so many other mothers who either had had or were currently experiencing something similar um, reach out to me and offer support, send me songs and scripture verses and blog posts. And uh, actually, speaking of that, um, Linnell, you were actually one of those people who reached out to me during that time because it hadn't been um, too long since you had also lost your son. What was the timeline between um, our two? Uh, we lost River at the end of October, so October 26. So it was only about five months. Five yeah. months between them. So it was so wonderful to hear from moms like you who had been through it, but were coming out on the other side. And it just brought me so much hope to hear um, just encouraging words from people who had been through it. Because honestly, it's amazing to have, you know, as I mentioned before, community and support in place around you. But there's really something to be said about hearing from people mm -hmm. who have been through it. Because sometimes you just feel like even your best friends can't relate. They can't really truly That's understand so exactly what yeah. you're going through. As hard as they may right? try and as so, as much love as they may exactly. offer, there's still just, it, it just exactly. is that lacking of being able to relate. Yeah. To relate. So just to hear from people like you meant everything because, um, yeah, I just remember... Um, just feeling so blessed and like wow mm -hmm. like I'm not alone like there's other people that have walked through this road and yeah it was an incredible blessing to to share my story and then not only be supported but then begin to be able to start supporting other moms through it as well as I started to mm -hmm. move through it and past it yes yeah and that was another question <laughs> yeah. that I had for you just what that kind of um has looked like for you um, since losing Paisley, what what kind of opportunities um, have you had to encourage other mothers? I know, like I mentioned at the beginning, you you were on the Joyful Morning podcast. We've mentioned that a few times now, but and that, mm. I'm sure that that was extremely meaningful for all of the listeners there. What other kinds of things has the Lord allowed you to kind of do mm. to to share and to support other moms? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, okay, so a few weeks after we lost Paisley, um, actually after I had picked up that book that I mentioned, the, the devotional one, 30-day devotional one, um, I had already started to have so many moms find me and reach out to me, as I mentioned, who had um, had or were currently going through something similar, and I thought... God had just placed this on my heart to um, start a little Facebook group and do the devotional with other moms who needed to hear these truths and, and be encouraged in this way. So I invited them to join me for a 30-day devotional group, and that just really helped me. It was so therapeutic for me to be able to focus my attention on helping others. And... Um, and just encouraging other moms through that, yeah. through yeah. my grief. Um, I think we can really, you know, make a choice, like, to channel our grief in positive ways. And that was just, it was so therapeutic for me to do that. Um, and uh, honestly, I love when other moms now reach out to me who have experienced loss in any capacity um, sometimes it's someone, a friend who has sent them maybe my page or my blog and they come looking to me for support or sometimes I'll be direct to their page or story from someone else. And I count it as a blessing every single time to be able to encourage and speak mm -hmm. truth to another mom's hurting heart. Um, a few days after we had lost Paisley, I remember laying in bed and crying and I said to God, well, Lord, if you're going to have me walk through this painful journey, then please, please use my baby girl's life for your so glory. Beautiful. So when I can be the Lord's voice of encouragement to another mom going through loss, I just thank 
the Lord over and over again for continuing to, to use her life because then to me, it makes mm -hmm. my own pain and loss feel yeah. also worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful answer to prayer. And I'm, I am, mm -hmm. um, it's just been, it's been really beautiful kind of watching, you know, how you even went through your next pregnancy, which was with your littlest, Everett. And you, I felt like mm -hmm. when, you know, you, um, and of course, I mean, I didn't really talk with you during that time much, right? Like maybe we sent a message or two. Um, but my observation was that mm. you you did it with a lot of trust, um, a lot of faith, um, again, in God's goodness. Um, that I'd love to know kind of where your head and your heart were at um, through the beginning of that pregnancy because often those early mm -hmm. weeks are really hard. Um, there's a lot of yeah. emotions taking place. Um, in a subsequent pregnancy Absolutely. following loss. Um, can you share a little bit about what that was like for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was most definitely a difficult road to navigate being pregnant again, especially so soon mm -hmm. after loss. Um, you know, I had mentioned earlier that the first time around after our first miscarriage, I didn't feel ready for a long time. Um, to be pregnant again it just I don't know it was just something I don't know my heart just felt differently at that time um, but after we lost Paisley I just wanted to be pregnant again so bad like I felt like God had placed the desire on both Ron and I's heart to just we just wanted another baby like right away and was that and, surprising um, did that feel strange yeah. it was surprising because I remember oh, it was, it was honestly the weirdest thing, um, just going back to that day in the hospital, and I feel like I kind of didn't maybe finish this earlier when I was talking about the day in the hospital, but um, when we were waiting to give birth to her, I remember just another decision I had to make that I wasn't ready to make that day was whether I wanted to like see her and... Um, spend any time with her after birthing her because the nurses have to ask you these questions these really hard questions where you know she had already passed inside of me so I was gonna have to birth this baby that was lifeless and I didn't know if I would physically be able to deal with you know seeing her and whether I want even wanted to whether I didn't want to and you just don't have anyone there telling you what the right thing to do is you know and course we did in fact we spent quite a few hours with her um after I gave birth to her but at the time it was just like all the questions felt so overwhelming and um I remember lying in the hospital bed while we were waiting in the hours right before her birth and saying to my husband I never want to do this again ever 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 like I remember just saying to him I'm so done like it's just going to be the four of us. Like, I'm not putting me through this again, you through this again, the twins through this again. Um, I just felt so heartbroken and just completely, yeah, just completely broken and just physically unable going forward in what I thought mm. to be able to do it again and just risk anything happening yeah. again going forward, you know. And then after we birthed her, it was like something just, just a 360, like just something just changed inside of me. My husband, I remember him saying to me when I was saying all that beforehand, like just not really saying much, but just hugging me and comforting me and saying, we don't know for sure. Like just, just, mm. just wait, just let's just get through this. Like, yeah. let's just get through this. And, um, but after we held her and just spent that time with her, in those hours after both of us, we looked at each other and he looked at me and I looked at him and, and we, we, it was almost like together. We said, we want to have like five more kids. <laughs> like it was almost like, and it's funny cause my husband originally, when we first started talking about a family, um, 
was fine with having two children. Like he would have been fine with having the twins. And when we had the twins, he was like, perfect (laughs) family done. (laughs) Um, but then he knew I wanted more, at least one or two more. And, um, and was fine with that as well. And, but after we had Paisley, it was like something changed in both of us that was like, God just placed the desire on our hearts to have at least a few more children after that. And, um, he just, yeah, he said, I don't like, I just want to have so many more kids with you. And we went home that day, just, just feeling like we didn't want to be, we wanted to be pregnant as soon as possible again. So, um, I don't know what God did in our hearts that day, but, um, I feel like going back to that question that you asked me about just fear going into future pregnancies. Um, yes, it was a very difficult road to navigate going forward. And, you know, fear is not of God, but it's something that Mm -hmm. so many of us struggle with Mm -hmm. in our human nature. Um, whether it's based on past experience, things that we've gone through, based on stories that we've heard from other people. Um, And on one side, after that season of loss, I felt like the Lord had really helped me to trust more and to feel so reassured going forward in life that I didn't have to fear because he showed me that he would walk beside us no matter what through that whole thing. And he would be faithful to see us through it. And because I had witnessed Mm -hmm. it firsthand, you know, Um, but gosh, those fearful feelings can, can so Mm -hmm. easily creep back in. And I felt like it was honestly a daily thing where I had to just be like, Jesus, you hold my future, you hold my family. And no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust you through this. And you know, that song, I'm not a slave to fear. I don't know what it's actually Um, called. Um, Child of God. But I think child of God I'm I'm not a slave mm-hmm. to fear I am a child of God oh that was a song that just played in my heart and mm-hmm. my soul over and over again during those those next months of being pregnant with Everest yeah wow mm-hmm. do you um, did you ever have any moments uh, you didn't have any scares or anything in your pregnancy with him right it was a pretty was it a pretty smooth pregnancy yeah it was a very smooth pregnancy. I, um, my midwives were so supportive going forward. They, they would let me know that I could just stop in the clinic anytime and just hear the heartbeat. And that was just so amazing to have that support in place and just them understand that I, what I would be going through, mm-hmm. through my next pregnancies. Um, we chose to be induced with Everest. Um, it wasn't a necessity. It's just something that we chose to do um, at 38 weeks because we were given the option and we just wanted to make sure that we held a, had our yes, healthy you're baby kind of in eager, our arms. right at that um, point <laughs> yeah we just yeah yeah exactly and the same is with this pregnancy right like i again your mind just will go back to those places and it's just it again it's yes. just a daily surrender of just saying god no i'm not a slave to fear just repeating that over and over again um, I feel like it's the littlest things, right? Where you might feel some cramping mm. one day and oh, just yeah. think that everything's gone wrong. Oh, yeah. Or... The, the thoughts can spiral so <sighs> quickly. And um, I remember yeah. writing a blog post when I was pregnant with Dawson um, and, and saying, you know, called um, saying no to fear. And it was exactly about that. It was about, you know, like I'm choosing, you know, not to let fear rule this pregnancy. And I think, though, what you said is something that I wish that I would have um, had a better grasp on at the time, and that is that it's a daily surrender. It's not like you get to Mm -hmm. a place and you are suddenly free of fear and, you know, in a super healthy mind frame and the rest of the pregnancy is easy. It's not, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. No, and I wished it was. I. I, yeah. I mm-hmm. wanted that mm-hmm. and I prayed for that and I wish that God would just take it away. But it is it, it like, yeah, like we talked about it, it's, it's human and it's, you know, it's the enemy trying to creep back in there with those thoughts yeah. and 
it's a fight. It really it's is. a fight you have to fight. And, yeah, and uh, yeah. God doesn't expect us to walk perfectly through these things. He just wants us to run back to Him when we no. realize that we're kind of falling into an old train, you know, an old way of thinking that's not healthy for us, right? But um, yeah, yeah. So sure. you have um, your sweet little one on the way. Um, how long until you find out um, baby's gender? gender oh um we will time 13 weeks along tomorrow and around the 15 week mark um for my last few pregnancies we've gone to the 3d ultrasound yeah so i guess that's around two weeks away now which is actually kind of crazy that we'll know the gender in a few weeks um yeah and honestly people ask people seem more excited about it than i am Mm. because i keep getting those questions (laughs) (laughs) but uh to be absolutely completely honest, mm. I am impartial. Like I I mean, it would be nice to have a yeah. little girl because I have three boys. And I think that's mm. what a lot of people are hoping for us. But gosh, after you've been it through doesn't. loss like this, it mm. and I'm not just saying this. It's like yeah. honestly it doesn't matter. Like I am just, you know what? I just have the thought in my mind and my heart is that God has predestined our family to yes. be who yeah. who it was going to be way before time began. And whatever he sees best is best for us. Yeah. So um, I am so fine with a little <laughs> army of boys. I love raising boys. And if it's another boy, so be it. Like I, I have come to love just mm. having my little boys. And uh, but if it's a girl, yeah. I mean, awesome, too. It'd be fun to just switch it up and well, have either way girl, so. oh that baby yeah. is so loved already um i have um, a question that um i don't know if, if this is um something that you spend a lot of time thinking about but i wanted to hear your thoughts on this because you just have a beautiful sensitivity uh towards um the lord and his um in heaven and uh, can you just tell me um when you imagine your sweet girl in heaven, free and whole and perfect, what does that picture look like for you? Mm. Oh, honestly, that, that thought just brings tears to my eyes, Linnell. Um When I was in the hospital, actually, a dear friend on Instagram who had tragically lost her precious three-year-old girl months before I lost Paisley just a few months before um, sent me a message and said girl I can just see our sweet girls holding hands and running through the fields together in heaven and Mm -hmm. I just lost it at that thought it was just what I needed to hear in that moment you know and I was just so thankful for that beautiful vision that still remains in my mind and I know that she is where she's supposed to be. And that gives me so much mm-hmm. comfort and peace. And of course, I long for the day that I will get to meet her and hold her again. Um, but until then, I'm, I'm at peace. I'm at peace mm-hmm. at where she is and who she's with. Do you ever have um, moments? I mean, I'm sure you do, um, but... Are there any specific kind of moments with your boys where you kind of just go, ah, I just, I wish she was here, dear? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My boys talk about her like she's a part of our family. Like that hasn't gone away. Um, Oh, it's so amazing. Like they, they'll say it to strangers if they say, oh, so you have um, a little brother and so it's the you three boys, and they'll say, "Oh, we also have a sister mm. in heaven," <laughs> and it's so sweet. Honestly, every time it mm. makes me bawl my eyes out. But they, we do, we've it's sort of been how we've we've just yeah. done that from the start. We've just treated it like we just have kept her alive in our family and talked about her like mm. we'll meet her again someday. And we, you guys have yeah. a sister up there, and and another baby too. Mm. We don't know the gender, but. Um, we will see her one day and it's opened up so many conversations for for them too as um just um being able to talk with them about um 
openly about death and you know Mm -hmm. that we don't have to fear it and and about heaven and just like it's just been I don't know just a like I don't want to say a great experience for them because obviously it was a very tragic thing to have to go through but at the same time it taught them so much firsthand about what it's like to walk through Mm -hmm. something like that and see their parents go through something like that and just being able to yeah, just talk about it openly with them and yeah that's that has yeah. a huge impact on their little hearts to to be taught rightly mm-hmm. about the hope of heaven and then to see their mom and dad trusting in God's plan and trusting in, mm-hmm. in um mm-hmm. yeah just um the way that he's he's guiding your family leading your family I can't imagine you know mm-hmm. the, the incredible impact that's had on their hearts what kind of encouragement um, would you offer a mother who is walking through a loss right now um, who or who is carrying a baby with a fatal diagnosis? Yeah. Um, well, I would say, sweet mama, you are incredible and you are loved and you are not alone and you will get through this. And I know that when the loss is so fresh, it's so hard to picture yourself on the other side. And it's hard to imagine yourself genuinely laughing again and not crying yourself to sleep each night. But hang in there and trust that the Lord sees every tear you cry and is wanting more than anything to hold your hand through this. And... um, One verse that I actually loved because it gave me hope to look to the future and be confident that there were better days ahead was um, Isaiah 43, 19. It says, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So I just hope that encourages anyone out there who's walking through a wasteland currently. Um, No matter what it is, you are called to great purpose and the Lord sees your pain, your heartache, and he has so much in store for you. Well, you've just encouraged me (laughs) so much. I think we should mention that we... We met for the first time. Yes, I know. I was thinking about that. We should have said that at the beginning. I know. Well, we were we were online friends, (laughs) Insta friends for a good while, and then yeah, that was so amazing. One week, I was looking back at our our uh, texting thread, and um, it was one week after we um, talked about you coming on the podcast. All of a sudden, you're like not even an hour away from me I'm like oh my goodness you're so I close know. so we, we got to meet for coffee crazy it's a, yeah it and that was. was such a blessing to be able to finally meet you in person after talking for I so know, long I know I know that was so special I just felt like that was yeah. so God ordained it was just like amazing timing Absolutely. and so special yeah. to get to do that if you had four hours Natalie all to yourself and someone had already cleaned the whole house for you, what would be your ideal way to spend that time? Okay. So this is actually a really good question for me because I, Linnell, am such a busybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always trying to consciously force myself to rest more and take time to do things that bring me joy and force me to slow down. I'm over um, here silently raising and you my, know my hand. husband. <laughs> as well. Right? Oh, it's, oh hard. it's a problem. Just I feel like yes. I'm a creative, so my mind yes. is always, always going. And and normally if I have time to myself, I'm just sitting there hustling oh, at one of my, my other businesses. <laughs> so um, but honestly, I it's something I've been trying to work at lately. And if you're telling me that my whole house it is clean, then <laughs> <laughs> and my yeah. kids are not around, that would just be okay. And and considering I'm pregnant right now and I feel like I have more of an excuse, I'm going to say that I would probably go for a run first to feel semi-productive. Um, mm-hmm. And because a run just makes me feel good. 
I, I recently become a runner in the last few years and, um, I just always come back feeling so refreshed and yeah, you've been and amazing with that. Ready to Are take you, on you're the still world. running now? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I took a bit of a break. I'm not going to lie. I took about a six week break in those first, mm. um, trimester weeks, just feeling so nauseous and it was tired. And that. Um, yeah, I didn't plan to take a break, but I was just feeling I wanted my goal this pregnancy is to keep it up as much as I can. But I did take that break, and uh, this past week I've gotten back into it. So I'm hoping to awesome. keep it up. Sorry, I totally cut in there. Um, so you're going to go for yeah, a run. Yeah, okay. So, so I'm going to go for a run first and then come back and grab a book and hop in the bath and take a nice long bath Perfect. with a book. Is that four hours? <laughs> is that a three-hour bath? <laughs> okay four hours okay let's see mm. well if you're reading so then maybe I'll this. yeah I might see if I can honestly throw in a little bit of productive work and at the end there because I don't think I could do four hours to myself so maybe, oh, yeah I don't think I could either <laughs> maybe come out of the bath and uh work on uh, a project Aww, for an hour or so I love that that's so good I don't think I pushed anybody else to like <laughs> fill up the whole four hours <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the pressure oh man but, too funny oh that's so good no. that's so good Natalie this has been it's so fun uh you just you make me want to have you find an excuse to have you back again sometime down the road but thank you for Aww. sharing your story thanks for having me complete honor and honestly you I'm just so excited for um what's to come with this podcast thank and you. I'm so proud of you, you for launching this thing I know God has great things in store for you, girl. Not all of our stories speak of unwavering faith, but Natalie's walk through the loss of her daughter is definitely an encouraging one. Losing a child is painful, and the experience looks different for each one of us. But it's so sweet to know that God longs to walk through it with us, even when we struggle and ask the hard questions. Friend, he is faithful to see us through it, and he's faithful to bring beauty from our pain. If you're not following Natalie on Instagram, go check out her family's adorable gender reveal to see if they're having a boy or a girl. All of her info is listed in the show notes along with any resources that she's mentioned. Make sure to click on the subscribe button if you haven't already so you get a notification when the next episode is available. And also come over to Instagram or Facebook and let me know what part of this conversation spoke the most to you. I'd love to hear from you. I'm praying that you experience the beautiful peace that only God can give today, friend. You are so, so loved.